What is up, music junkies? Thank you for tuning in today. We have a very special guest with us, Ethan Torrance from Toronto. What's happening, guys? What's happening? Dude, how are you? How's everything in Toronto right now? I'm doing great, except it's freezing cold. I cannot go outside because I'm just not really how cold. Today, I think it's negative four, but you know, with wind, it's like it says they it feels like negative ten. It's You're serious? Crazy. That's horrible. Well, right now it's like it's fifty-eight. It's not that bad in Yuma. What's the translation to Celsius? Fifty-eight. Uh, Shit. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I. I think it goes up, right? Or is it lower? Yeah, it's up. It's a higher number. If it was 58 degrees here, we'd be like burning to death. Yeah, well, in Celsius, definitely. You'd be... <laughs> yeah, let me see. Let me see. I, I, I don't know. I don't have a problem. I'm in California. I'm in San Diego. Dude, I could go to the beach right now and not have to worry about anything. I'm cool. I'm chilling. Ice fishing on the beach over here. I'm good. All right, so I'm it's cool. basically 14.4 <laughs> degrees Celsius where I'm at. That's nice. That's like kind of my ideal temp because I can wear a hoodie and shorts and I'm good like that. There Dude, it's so funny when you like I go to like, let's say if I were to go to Denver, Colorado and Denver, Colorado gets pretty cold. I, it's, mm-hmm. I don't think it's as cold as Toronto, but people are walking with like T-shirts and shorts and I'm over there with the fucking huge ass jacket because i'm I'm not used to the fucking gold i can't handle that shit <laughs> anyways all right so first question is how did you get started in rapping how did you get into it a great question man first uh time i started rapping you know everything i'm sure you've heard this a lot common common way through my dad you know we'd be driving around he'd be listening to his old rap records i'm talking biggie eminem jay-z you know the 90s shit and from then on, I just kind of started to realize I love rap music. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, I loved to listen to rap and I loved to rap along, but I never thought I'd want to be a rapper. I wanted to act. I wanted to, even at one point, I thought I could sing, you know? And then just as I got older and started connecting more with the music, I just started to rap and just started to write my own shit. And, you know, here we are today just wanting to be a rapper and just rapping. That's what I do all from just listening to those old CDs and just starting to write and starting to rap. Damn. Sorry. So before before we go any further, I'm going to have to ask you, um, okay. uh, who did you enjoy more, Tupac or Biggie? East Coast or okay. West Coast? East Coast. Got a Biggie, 100%. Oh, no, dude. Oh. <laughs> I, I love Biggie. I love Biggie. I love Biggie's music, but I'm I a Tupac. Both, both in my top five. But yeah, Biggie yeah, yeah. itches out for me. Those two records, like uh, – Ready to Die and uh, Life After Death, those are just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. They're pretty fucking good. So who would you say is your biggest influence in rap? Would you say it's Biggie? I'd say it's a mix of Eminem and Biggie. Okay. Eminem was the main, you know, as a kid. That's what really got me into rap music. It'd be like, I'd listen to this with my dad, and then I'd go and I'd buy or I'd torrent all the Eminem songs off LimeWire when I'm like seven years old. And Eminem is the reason, you know, I'd say straight up number one reason why I'm rapping today. What do you, what do you, what do you think about TikTok trying to cancel Eminem right now? Man, I saw that shit. I think it's so stupid. <laughs> like a few amount of people that you can try, but they're just not cancelable. And Eminem is definitely in that tier. Like he, there's nothing he hasn't said or, or done, you know, people are trying to cancel him for uh, Marshall Mathers LP like uh, 21 years ago. Yeah. And people, they don't know shit. Did, so he, he no, came yeah. out, I don't know if you heard, he came out with a, a rap about being canceled. Yeah, Tone Death. Tone Death, yeah. Oh, it was a great, great video, man. That Dude. was, I love one of my favorite tracks from Side B. It just the intro to that just gets you going. And it was such a, I wonder if it was like timed with that because it really came at the perfect time. Like he was trending for being canceled and then he makes a song, you know, he releases the song, the video, and it's just like, everyone just shut the fuck up. And and I watched that video and I swear, I wish I was fucking high watching that video. That video is so fucking trippy. Fantastic. That guy, I actually have a, I I know a lot about Eminem and I'm an interesting fact about that video. Um, That guy, Randy Chris, I believe his name is, he did a fan made, same style video for Godzilla back off uh, side A. And I guess they, the team saw it and they commissioned him 
to do this tone deaf video and it's just fantastic yep. i don't see anyone else putting you know that type of effort into a lyric video very very good work so how do you how do you start when you start when you're writing a song how do you how do you first you know say hey okay this is how i'm this is the, my next song and this is how i'm going to get started i usually start writing raw with no beat i write a couple lines i have i have this big note where it's just punch lines i just write funny lines and just those you know hard hitting the way you want to end the verse on to get everyone thinking oh shit and then from there i just kind of pepper that into however i'm feeling you know if i'm watching a movie or i listen to a song that just gets me going i start to write and then i kind of just fix that in with the beat that I'm liking that day. And just from there, that's how I'm creating my song. Yeah. Okay. So do you start usually with the hook first or is it like in one spot in particular, you said you just kind of focus on like the punchlines or the witty jokes or things that would grab your listener. I usually start writing the verse first before any of the choruses and hooks. Cause you know, for me being like a straight rap guy, it's a lot mm -hmm. easier to write a verse and a chorus and then i go back in i look on and i just want to make sure everything sounds good make sure the flow scheme is nice so from there that's when i'm just putting a punchline in you know two or three fixing a word taking that line out making it fit better but definitely starting with the verse because that is just i just write and i just keep going until i'm done okay so let's talk about 21 which is your latest single yeah tell us how you came up with you know most of the lyrics i know it's it's pretty easy to tell 21 yeah. <laughs> but yeah. tell us tell us about writing that man that was a fun song to write because you know i i just put out monsoon season a while back and i've just been kind of chilling you know working on my uh next project and i just you know i literally back in january i'm like yo i'm turning 21 in a month it sounds it's saying you know 21 is like an age i mean in Canada, it doesn't really matter that much, especially right now. But 21 is the age where, you know, you're going, you're fucking shit up, you're making mistakes, all yeah. that. And I just wanted to write a song kind of how I was feeling. And I thought that this would be, you know, if I had to choose a song to write about an age, I thought 21 would be good. So I would look back in my beats before because I knew that for 21, I wanted kind of a birthday party beat vibe. I definitely wanted something mm -hmm. fun, a little cartoonish. So I went back, looked at all the beats I had that I hasn't used yet. And I found this great one that my friend Sparkwood sent to me probably like six or seven months back that I just, you know, I, he sent me like a lot of shit and I'm just not always using it right away. And I heard that and I instantly thought that was the perfect beat for this birthday party song. So, you know, I literally just went out, it was like 1.30 in the morning. I sat down at my desk and I just started writing and I finished the whole song in like a half hour. God wow. damn. Yeah, That's that determination. Yeah, that just came out. That's awesome. And um, so on monsoon season, what would you say is your favorite song? Because my favorite song was Le uh, Late Slip. That one was pretty dope. Yeah, that's a banger for sure. I'd say when I look at my favorite songs, I kind of like to look at it from where I am writing in that energy at that moment. And I definitely got to put Late Slip up there. I got to tell you about Late Slip because I'm, I'm glad you guys have been liking that one. Late Slip is, I'd say... Favorite song, Late Slip and Monsoon Season are tied. Late Slip has a, a kind of funny story to it because I started writing Late Slip in like 2018. Oh, I wrote yeah. the first verse for Late Slip and then I just blanked. I could not write the rest. I knew that that first verse was really good, really hard hitting and fun. And I just couldn't write something. I couldn't think of anything that would match that. So I just sat on it. I finished a bunch of other songs. A year later, you know, literally, I'm dropping my girlfriend's parents off at some party, uh, some event, and they're only in there for an hour. So I'm literally just parked outside this house in his Mercedes Benz. I'm just chilling. And I just, I start looking back at my notes and I see that I had late slip and I just finished it right there. It was just like, God I damn. needed to come back to that just to write that. And I think I did a pretty good job on that song. I love that song. My other favorite has to be press release. That's the last one I wrote uh, for the uh, the EP. I wrote that probably two weeks before it, the whole thing actually came out. And that's the first beat that I've ever been on from my friend, Wise Guy. He's this producer in Portugal. I literally met him on like this forum in the middle of the night. We were just both up talking and he's like, I'm a producer, I'm a rapper. <laughs> and that song was really just dedicated to my girlfriend, Jackie. 
and she loves it. She loves to listen to it. I love what it means for us. And that's one of the reasons why that and Lisa are my favorite songs. Awesome. Awesome. And it's awesome. What, what do you, which one do you think hit the most or hit the hit people the most? Which one do you think people enjoyed the most out of that album? I gotta say, I think Monsoon Season, the last, the title track, that song, I got so much feedback from that one specifically for the last bar. Um, when I say, you ain't seen me snap until I grab an axe like Jack and chop up Amy, Lev, Kobe, Jay, and Jax. And that's Jax, my girlfriend, and I just listed my family members that I, you ain't seen me snap until I just chop them up. And people just, I got like, people are saying, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what are you saying that shit for? But that's what I do. That's what I want to do. I just fuck around. I love to have fun. And that definitely, I put my all into that track because that's the title track. You know, the people are going to, if they're just looking through, they're going to want to go to that track. And I just had a lot of fun with that one. Meanwhile, while you talk about chopping up people, you're wearing a Freddie versus Jason shirt. God dang. <laughs> so you think, you think like your, your style is more of a, the, that darker type rap, like it's hops in, like sure. tech nine, Eminem. For sure. I definitely, you know, I'm, I'm not an and I know we're not in the 90s anymore. I can't just expect to make a bunch of horrorcore songs and blow the fuck up. But I definitely like to pepper that in, you know, yeah. especially against a fun beat that makes you laugh, that makes you like feel shit. And then you know that I have the bars. You know I'm coming through with that no nonsense, just don't give a fuck attitude. And that's what I want to portray. And that's what I just want to propel the people. Well, yeah, I mean, look at Tyler, the creator. He's, I think, one of the last people to come in with some of that dark shit i'm not a huge side of the creator fan he's a great rapper but he comes in with that dark shit and i think that was one of the last people that i've personally seen that comes in and was like hits you with some of that like you know little sprinkles of dark shit and i don't know if he's doing that anymore he's like making music for the grinch yeah i i have no fucking idea the, the, what do you think let, let's make this the next question what do you think about this culture now of being so sensitive about every little thing that you say I'm telling you, i gotta be careful but luckily i have jackie uh, my girlfriend as my executive producer and if i ever if i have a line that i am a little weary about i'm gonna run it by her and she'll tell me straight up yo you cannot have that fucking line in there people are gonna rip you apart and I just, you know, as a rapper, especially rappers, it's kind of like you can do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want, but you still, there's, you know, just there's like guidelines a, and morals. Line. You got to be careful with the shit you're saying. Yeah. And I'm respecting that. But at the same time, I don't really care. <laughs> like, I'm going to write what the fuck I'm going to write. And you're going to listen to it or you're not going to listen to it. I, yeah, it's, that's it's, the best way to look at it, honestly. Yeah, you know, it's I like you're either two people, you're with me or against me. And if you don't like it, fuck you. you know, I just finished a song for my next project and I have a line on that and it goes, try to cancel me. I'll do you one better. Tell you to suck my dick, jump out a window and write a suicide letter. Like, damn. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like that. I like that. <laughs> so tell us about this new project you're working on. Yeah, so I'm working on my follow-up to Monsoon Season right now. I'm not sure if it's going to be an album or a mixtape at this point, but it's definitely not an EP. I'm, you know, I'm going to have a full, full, like, you know, 15, 20 track project. You know, I'm really excited. Mm. And I hope it's going to come out in 2021, but I just, I don't know. You know, I'm still, I've recorded three songs for it now, and I'm still writing. I almost have all my writing done, and I got some features here and there on it, and I'm just excited for it. And it kind of follows monsoon season in that dark but fun atmosphere. I, mean, I don't want to give out too much yet, but it's going to be based off a classic horror movie, like one of the way back classics. And, you know, on monsoon season, I do secretly somewhere in there drop the title of the project, but everyone's going to, you guys got to find that. I'm not giving that out so easily. Definitely a fun project where I have grown a lot. You know, my lyricism is better. The beats are tighter. The flows are better. And I'm just really excited for people to hear it. 21, that was just a little taste of what I got. That's awesome. Okay. So if you could meet yourself 10 years ago, is there anything that you would kind of like change or do a little differently or advice you'd give yourself? Like, what do you think? That's a good one. 10 years ago. So 10 years, 10 years ago, ago. 11. I'm 11 years old. Mm -hmm. First off. I love myself. You know, I'm confident in myself, but 
I'd say like chill a little on the food, just like a <laughs> little, like a little. That's fair. That's fair. I'm, I'm... But real shit, what I would probably say is drop the acting, stop trying to make that happen, stop being in those plays except you know the drama ones like they mm. did. But don't do any of that outside shit. Just focus on yourself and don't let people push you around. Because, you know, in grade eight, not really high school, but in grade seven and grade eight, I moved to a new school in grade seven. First day on the school at recess, some kid comes up to me and says, oh, you're fatter than the last kid who left. What that was the, the fuck? interaction I've ever had with anyone in this fucking school. And that, and you know, that just ain't right. And I was pissed. I was sad as shit, you know? I just moved to this new neighborhood, new school, and this is how I'm being treated. But honestly, I would just go and tell myself, don't worry, keep writing, keep chilling, stick with your friends, and just don't let anyone fucking try to change you. Exactly. And see, that's kind of the same exact shit I went through. I wish I would have taken you know, guitar more seriously because I've been, I've been dabbling since I was like nine. So, I mean, so, totally awesome, though. I agree 100% there. So, how... How is the scene out in Canada? I mean, I mean, so my interpretation of Canada, I think of Canada and I think of the nicest people on the planet, right? And then that's not true. <laughs> Obviously, with your lyrics, I mean, <laughs> the Toronto rap scene is dangerous. Oh, yeah. You know? There, yeah, there's like people, they're working hard, they're doing shit. But there's people, there's a lot of shit that people don't know about Toronto. Like, there's a lot of gang violence here. Like, straight up, there are rappers getting shot and killed in Toronto. Like, Houdini, you know, a couple, um, I don't know how long it was, a month, definitely, like, less than a year. Big, you know, up and coming on Toronto rap scene, shot and killed. And for me, personally, I I feel like I'm doing something, like, there's the Toronto rap scene, and then there's me, you know, everyone tries to follow on the path of Drake and Weekend and Nav and trying to go with that R&B melodic kind of auto tune sound that is very popular these days. Yeah. Where I'm trying to go in a very different direction. You know, my brother, he, I don't, he doesn't make music anymore, but you know, he made like a couple tracks and it's just, it's just, you think that's horrible, you know, it's like the, the auto tune, the mumble, that type of stuff. And that's not what I'm trying to do. And I understand that that's the type of shit that's blowing up right now, but I'm just trying to go my different way. And I honestly haven't met anyone else in the Toronto rap scene that is doing what I'm doing. Staying true to yourself, right? Exactly. I wonder if I'm gonna. So you're making more like old school vibe rap, like let's say early 2000s rap. Yeah. Maybe not 90s, because 90s is a little, there. it's a little different style, but you're like early 2000s. I always try to, you know, when people ask like, okay, like, tell me, like, give me one sentence about yourself. You know, I have like, I'm bringing that old school lyricism to new school beats. And I'm trying to weave that pattern in the middle and bring a little bit of the new style and bring a little bit of the old style and, you know, just do that type of shit. And that's what I've been enjoying to do. And that's what I'm going to be continuing to do. I'm not going to, you know, move on to my path and do some different type of style just to get popping. You know, that's not who I'm about. And that's not what I'm ever going to do. Okay, well, how many songs do you have in your little black book of unfinished work? Oh, that's a good question, man. I probably have, like, including, you know, songs that I've written, songs that I've, like, you know, demoed a little bit. Probably have 250 songs in the past five years of seriously, like, writing, even though I didn't start putting music out until last year. Like, okay. fuck, a single off of um, Monsoon Season. I wrote that in 2016. I wrote that literally after I had people over at the house and I broke my closet door. I fucked up the ceiling and I wrote that right there and I just fixed it up a little bit, but like, I'm still using that. You know, that's still a good song to use and everyone's been loving that song. I love that song personally, but yeah, I wrote that. And I wonder what else I have, if there's anything else from years back that I'm gonna use. I don't know, I don't think so. But there's so much shit that I could look and even for this new project I'm working on, I probably have 50 songs that I'm starting to write that I'm starting, you know, I have written, I have beats and I'm just trying to put the songs together for it. That's freaking dope. Cause yeah, that was my next question. Um, Cause I'm pretty sure that's, that's 250 potential songs that could come out in the near future. So that just means that there's always something that you're going to be doing, which is great, especially as an, as an artist. So goes for that. Yeah, man, it's fun. So uh, who, are you doing any collaborations on this new project that you're working on? And if yes. not, it, I mean, 
Uh, another question to add on to that one. Who would your dream collaboration besides like Eminem or, you know, someone too big, Ooh. someone that's might you might be able to do? Exactly. Um, let me let me answer that first one first. Yeah, I ha I'm definitely planning on having features on this project. I got two features lined up right now. First feature is um, from Harlem. We got Yellow Tape. She is honestly, I think she's on the come up. She's one of the best female rappers in the game. I heard her on a, a fresher track and I had to get a feature from her. I DM'd her, you know, we became friends since then. Man, she's really working hard in Harlem and her shit has been really good. She just dropped a new EP a couple weeks ago that I've really been fucking with. And I'm really excited for everyone to hear that. It's just like a raw fucking track. You know, yeah. you think of a rapper from Harlem, she is that. And it's really dope. And the next feature I got, these are just the ones I had set in stone. I both I have both their verses. Uh, another Toronto rapper, A.O. Gorman. I actually uh, did a show with him right before, I think it was the second last show I did or the before COVID. And I met him there and we just linked up and, you know, started talking and we got a little club anthem coming that obviously I'm not releasing okay. right now. There's no, there's no club. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. A.O. Gorman and Yellow Tape, they're definitely uh, on the next one. And ooh, a feat like a dream feature that's like could be viable, you know. Obviously, no one's getting an Eminem feature just from nothing. Man, I've been really with Bobby Sessions. Loving Bobby Sessions, he's really dope. He's like he's been in it for a couple of years. I love Corday and Jack Harlow. Oh, Jack Harlow's really good. I really liked his last project. Some of the stuff is a little repetitive. But, a you know, there's some bangers in there. And I have to say Big Sean. Big, Big Sean. Sean. Dude, dude, let me tell you about Big Sean. So I'm, I'm not one to say I listened to someone before they got, you know, they got big. But I listened to Big Sean and Wiz Khalifa on their first mixtapes, dude. Their first ever mixtapes. That's when I found them. I found them on SoundCloud. Uh, and even before SoundCloud was even a thing, I found them on YouTube when they had maybe like a hundred thousand views on their their videos. I'm like, so I'm not I, I'm not one to say, oh, I, you know, I was the first one. I was the first one, but you know, I was probably uh one of the first ones. <laughs> so Big Sean is one of one of my favorite rappers. I mean, me and Big Sean on a track together. And that was like me with Chance. I've been, I was listening to Chance like right, not right when 10 Day dropped, but after 10 Day. It was like me and a couple friends in high school and then Color and Book. Yeah. Blew yeah, yeah, Big Sean, before, even before bullshitting. That's crazy. That's yeah. cool. I, How'd I, you find what? him? What? How'd you find him? My friend just introduced me. He was like, hey, I, I, I was scrolling through YouTube. About, he was like um, high as shit and he was just scrolling through youtube you know like at late at night when you just scroll and scroll 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 and he's like i found this guy you might like him i was like all right cool and then i heard a song that or on the related um videos was Wiz khalifa the um oj oj and kush um and just that's funny i used to that's bump funny. that shit people were like oh who is this who is this and then Wiz khalifa came out with black and yellow and that's what blew him up, and that's when you know he got he got huge. So, what do you think about the rap game now? I mean, you're you're you've already talked about you know in Toronto they're doing that kind of R and B more mumbleish and auto tune kind of shit. What do you think about the rap game now? With like that's pretty much all that it is. Yeah, it's it's definitely like crazy to see you know like it didn't always used to be like this i remember you know when i'm like 10 years old 10 years ago it wasn't like this it was it was little but it wasn't you know we had Lil wayne but like you can't fuck with Lil wayne that's, that's mm -hmm. and but now you have a hundred people trying to sound like Lil wayne and they're just blowing up and honestly look i'm not gonna shit on you know all these rappers because you know they're up there i'm down here and i'm trying to get to where they are and i'm gonna do that by doing myself but a lot of tracks I listen to of, you know, a lot of new rappers, I find them hard to get through. I Like I that new song, Young, Dumb, and Drunk. Whatever the heck, you hear that one? I haven't. Who's that by? I haven't heard that uh, one. It's been blasting on the radio. I don't even want to go forward and say their name. Sounds stupid. You know, young. Like... I think Khalid's in it. Uh, I mean, no, that's, that's, Khalid is an R&B singer. Khalid is a very good R&B singer. That's then that he focuses on singing. So no, the one you're talking about is an R&B song. Are you talking about R&B? 
I don't know. Uh, uh, R- we're talking Probably. about R and B. I like, love R and B. I fucking I fuck with that baby making music. Just not that one song in particular. It just popped into my brain. My bad. My bad. It's for like throwing it out. No, like Young, young Thug. I I'm not a fan of Young Thug. I can't understand anything he says. Thank you. I don't I see. That's the point. I don't get it. How these people can be fucking bumping this like mindless shit. But but here here here's the thing. I listen to heavy metal. I listen to scream. I listen to deathcore. I listen to and half of the people that listen or that have heard it say I can't understand it. So I'm not really one to talk. But I mean, I seriously cannot understand. Like what the f- I? At least when you're listening to metal and shit, like you can interpret some words. And they are saying words, but I don't believe that most of these mumble rappers are saying any words. I don't understand. I don't get the appeal. I can't like listen to a full song without getting like bored. Like, well, you know, you know what the appeal is. It's the beat. I know it's so weird because the beats are great, but it, it's 50 50. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be. Just go listen to fucking instrumentals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how do you pick out your beats? Ooh, that's a good question. I love to pick up my beats. I love to just, like, whenever I get a new beat pack from, you know, one of my guys, I like to just listen fully. But sometimes I'm not in that right mindset or I'm not, you know, I'm not looking at that song for something I'm doing right now. But I always keep them. And I just, I know I'll hear a good beat or something that I goes with, like, lyrics I've written down. And when I just, like, rap over it, you know, I'm pretty good. Because obviously when you're writing raw lyrics down, it's not to a beat it's not going to flow properly but i'm pretty good with like fixing it and trying to get it into where it needs to sound like and when i sounds great up to the first eight bars and then after that it's like shit (laughs) but like when you hear a good beat for me i know and i know that i'm going to want to use that when i hear a great beat i start writing before i've even said i want the beat and i just fucking hope that they still you know that 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 can be mine so, uh, who who usually sends you beats? Have you ever made your own? Have you ever produced okay. your own? Okay. So I have tried. I have if I, <laughs> I can make my, the way I hear the beats. Oh my god! But I I've tried one beat. Can I play it right now? Can yeah, you play it. Hell yeah. yeah, play it. It's good. I made it on Garage Band. I tried. <laughs> when I like when it gets to like the end, it gets it's look. You'll hear it. It's weird. It's random. I'm, I don't know. Fuck it. It's so weird. It's so stupid. <laughs> How long did it take you? Like four fucking hours to do this. <laughs> And it's crazy because you go to a producer and they're like, oh, I made this in like 30 minutes. Oh. Like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> I've, tried, I've tried to use um, Arcade. I've, I swear to God, I've been subscribed to Arcade for a year, 10 bucks a month. And I just, oh, I'm going to do it this week. And I just, I need it. I need to get on that. Can you play Damn any it. instruments? No. I used to play French horn in grade eight. <laughs> <laughs> Like riding a bike. You know what Jake plays besides guitar is the skin flute. He plays a mean skin flute. (laughs) A couple of times. Do you know what a skin flute is? I know what I got. Oh my god, (laughs) Mario! (laughs) A skin flute, bro. Come on, (laughs) put your lips against some kind of skin phallic shaped object. Oh good. It's Mario's dream, you know. He likes to talk about it all the time. You know, it, it just mental images. I think about it every night, bro. I think about it every night. <laughs> so, you know, where where do you want to see your career going? I know everyone wants to blow up. Everyone wants to get rich. Everyone wants to make music for a living. But to be like completely honest with yourself, where do you want to see yourself in, let's say, five years? Five years, I want to see myself obviously having some hits. I want to be able to go, you know, to out for dinner and one person comes up to me. Not five, not ten, but one person. One person asks for a selfie. 
And I just wanna, you know, I wanna like be able to just be, you know, scrolling on Facebook, Instagram and just see, you know, an article about me or just randomly walk into a fucking Walmart and they're playing one of my tracks. You know, just like one one thing. I definitely just want us, you know, obviously it's crazy, in, especially in this day. You don't know how it's going to happen. You could have one song that takes you to the top and you stay there. Or you could just keep putting out songs and you get a bass, you get fans, but it just, you know, stays there. Steady, yeah. I want to be in that middle in five years. I think I think I can see myself in that middle. I can definitely get in there, you know, with the output of songs, fun videos, and just, you know, fun shit like this where we're just talking, having fun. You know, people watch your show. People are going to, you know, listen to my music. And it's just it's just a process. But I think I can I think I can get to that one person in a restaurant saying, yeah, Ethan Torrance, right? That's, yeah. that's crazy. That's, that's fair that's, though. That, honestly, hundred percent. Right? That's fair, man. How do you how do you plan on marketing yourself to get to that point? Like, what's your plan? I want to be. I want to get my songs more on playlists. You know, that's like a huge thing to do. You know, in the '90s and 2000s, it was radio. Now it's playlisting. And another thing that I think I've been doing good so far is just fun videos. I want people just to see me having fun, so they have fun and just catchy shit. That, you know, make a TikTok trend, make a fucking dance, do your day with me. But I'm telling you, I think that, you know, I'm going to put a song out, like, hopefully. And I feel like, like, one song, I don't know what song, but I think I, I, I like, have that thing. Like, I'm, one song is going to go out and it's going to blow up. And then it's going to get me kind of yeah. into where there's the journey. It's going to get me, you know, 10 steps up. And then I got to keep going the steps. I got to keep working. But I feel like it's, it's going to happen like that. I hope so, you know? So, okay. you know, uh, we had a, a, a rapper, uh, Lex Bratcher. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. She's uh, honestly one of the hardest female rappers I've ever heard. And I don't even want to say a female rapper. One of the hardest rappers I've ever heard. She gives me goosebumps. Uh, she's so fucking good. <laughs> and what one of the things she's doing is, you know, she's stitching on TikTok with people that are making beats. So she writes, you know, a full fucking like verse and promotes it and she's getting so much um traction on those hits and i'll send you some i'll send you some yeah, later please. but look her up lex bratcher yeah, i'm gonna hit her up she she was on our uh show probably it was it was season two already so it was probably like season two episode like three or four something like that you really need to listen to her she goes hard I should do that stitch TikTok thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's just it's just a DJ playing a beat that he made or something, or you know, producer playing a beat that he made, and he's like, rappers rap to this, and you stitch it, and then you're side by side, and you're just rapping to it. Yeah, good oh, way. Check, check that out. Yeah. So, um, you know, besides you being like at a good level, do you want to pretty much? write pe write songs for other people do you think you you ever see yourself like you know writing for other people as a form of income uh you know i've actually kind of been doing that a little bit you know i made a little indie label myself you know uh crimson reaper records and all right just helping out you know i have this singer she's a she's a friend of mine for a while kind of family friend and we are working on a track together and i'm like writing i'm gonna write for her too and I'm gonna help her with her EP and I'm gonna help her get songs out because, you know, even before the rap, kind of my, you know, like you, you say, oh, give me three things you're good at. One of them was always writing for me. I love to write, you know, whether that I'm writing scripts on my free time, I'm writing songs, I'm writing stories. And I've always just felt, you know, like I could totally write songs for a pop artist or, you know, like Lil Yachty, he's, he, I've seen that he's writing for a bunch of people. And I think that's dope, you know, writing okay. is a good way. And I definitely, yeah, see myself could totally be doing that. So how much would you charge for something like that if you're going to do that professionally, like you're saying? You know, I think probably like in a, you know, like as it goes. Just a ballpark estimate. You know, maybe it's like a thousand to start, you know, in a little bit, you know, start like a K for that. As it, you know, if I have like a track, you know, a good song attached to my name, you mm -hmm. know, a lot Black Bear, Black Bear writes songs for everyone. Yeah, he just wrote he just wrote one for Maroon Five and Megan The Stallion, but I he wrote that. Boyfriend for Justin Bieber. It, it's like, yeah, he has songs. Like he kind of has a good fan base. Oh, like he's not. 
he blew up dude that's another one and i'm not gonna say i listened to before he got big but i listened to him he's my favorite all-time favorite i saw him i've seen him four times in hollywood in santa Ana. i've seen him in san diego twice he's my favorite um he's a fun guy to listen to you know like jackie and i were driving we got black bear at least five black bear songs in our and he, he he um he wrote that Justin Bieber song, but he's um, was in a band. He was in a rock band, screamo band, back in the day before he started. <laughs> he would never thought. And yeah. shit. And yeah, you know, he's like, I'm sure he's making fat fucking stacks from writing more than like or similar to what his own music has done. He made a million mm-hmm. off of that boyfriend. Oh fuck! One yeah. million. He even said it. He said it in a song. I don't know if you ever heard. Um, I'm God. From Blackbird, he's like a, he did like a freestyle type rap, and he talks about he's like Justin Bieber made me a million. Man, that's nuts! Yeah, it's crazy. Writing. So I looked up. There's this singer I listened to called Somo. He writes more than he makes music, and he his net worth is eight million dollars, and his fan base isn't that big. So his net worth, his biggest chunk of his net worth comes from the writing. It's crazy. Yeah. That's great. It's fucking amazing. You're, you know, like you're writing a song and give, selling it to someone. You know, that's that's like, yeah, if you could write a good song like and get it to someone, that's a little easier than getting your own track to be blown the fuck yeah. up. And since, you, I mean, you already have the talent. You already have the writing talent. And, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not telling you to start writing music for someone. We're, we're just, you know, saying. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So many things anyway. So, how has COVID impacted your music? A little, a little you know, both. In the middle. Look, let's like go straight to the COVID. You know, back of February 2020, I had fucking shows lined up like crazy all around Toronto, Mississauga. Canceled, canceled, canceled. Haven't done a show since. I miss it so much. And I also, you know, was going to put out monsoon season in May of 2020. I had to delay it, you know. Luckily for me, like this is pretty crazy. In February last year for my birthday, like late February, I went on a trip to Dominican. I come back, done. Everything's done. It's canceled. We're done. I couldn't even go to the studio to finish because it's right in the beginning of COVID. Yeah, it was completely locked down. Everything was like, you're staying in your house. You're And like the fear level was up there, you know, at the beginning. Remember how scared everyone was. Yeah. And yeah, I just, you know... Couldn't, couldn't finish, had to push that back. But of course, with COVID being, you know, in the house more, just being more free time, it's inspired me a lot to write a lot more. And, you know, yeah, thanks COVID. I've written a lot of songs, you know, I've got some COVID references here and there, but just like everyone else, but it's just pretty crazy to just sit for a year, you know, like pretty much in isolation other than my girlfriend and, you know, like going, you know, to see my parents, but you just got to write. You just got to be creative and you got to write. You can't fucking like do shit. You can't like do yourself. Since COVID, I think for me personally, like on like a personal, interpersonal, professional level, it's been the best thing for me, you know? So, I mean, I, I don't know. A lot of people can't like deal with being on their own and doing their own thing, but this is, this has been quite a ride for me, man. And it's, I'm learning more every day. And especially, you know, from you, especially with how you write, and you know your message and everything i love 2021 and i think it's been a fantastic year and i don't know if things are ever go back to normal which they probably won't never it's terrible but you know it's never gonna go back to how it was it just is not gonna happen and everyone knows it like yeah sure 2025 it'll be normal Mm -hmm. but we'll be used to a new normal. It'll be I do want to normal. talk to you about COVID, though, if you want to, like, if you mind, I pick your brain. So mm-hmm. are you, all right, so you're familiar with uh, the vaccination shot, right? Yeah. Okay. So let's say, you know, you get it. You get both of them. You're supposed to be good, right? And so that way, you're not supposed to get it. But technically, and this is just my logic, if you get the vaccine, that means it only protects you from getting sick from the virus, but you can still have it, carry it, and transmit yeah. it, correct? Yeah, that's 100%. Like, not hurt? No, 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 no. But 
co- uh, the COVID vaccine is not for you to not get it. You will still oh. get sick from COVID. It's just less lethal. It it's so you're pretty much it's like the flu vaccine. You'll still get the flu. You just won't die from it. Okay. So the COVID vaccine is not 100% going to prevent you from getting COVID. You're going to get COVID. Everyone's going to, my assumption or my opinion, Mm -hmm. everyone's going to get COVID. Everyone's going to get COVID at least once in their life. You might have already gotten it before before 2020 because it was the COVID was already around. But you just, you know, didn't know what it was. You thought it was a flu or something. But COVID is going around everyone. The vaccine is only going to stop you from dying from it. Yeah. But yeah, that was just my question because I, I was having a discussion with someone previously on this. And they're like, oh, no, yeah, if you get the shot, then you won't pass to someone else. I'm like, no, no, there's no carry. logic in that whatsoever. So you still have to six feet mask and all that mm-hmm. bullshit that probably doesn't even work. What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I did not. Wow. Yeah. So this is. Our whole life, we're just going to, you know, we might get COVID. We might not. Yeah, well, it's it's like the flu. It, you're going to, the vaccine is going to be like the flu shot once a year. In my, I, I, this is my opinion. This is what I'm thinking. It's going to be like the flu shot once a year. And so you don't die from fucking the flu or COVID. Mm. Nutty. It's crazy. It's just fucking protecting yourself. It's crazy. Wow. But, you know, so they, they give you the rule, six feet, right? So you're at a grocery store. You're in line. Over two you're... meters since he's doing Celsius up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so kidding, you're just doing you're doing six feet. Um, so you're standing in line. So you have one person right there and the other person by the register. All right. So this person's right here. It's breathing out germs and everything. Even with the mask, there's still germs coming out. So they leave and you go and stand in the same spot that they were standing in, in the bubble and the cloud of their germs. If they have it, you're pretty much already breathing it in it's going in your eyes it's going in your you know yeah so well think of it like this if you can smell something foul and gross through the mask that's bacteria that you're 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 smelling it's not a gas it's bacteria so here's why you can smell it so i mean yeah it's not 100 percent and just yesterday i was at the grocery store and this old lady like you know she's like Fuck up, you know. <laughs> mask on her neck, fucking going around like that. Girl, I was like, just try to get me some Parmesan cheese, bitch. Back up, like. <laughs> you know, my old lady, put your fucking mask on. So Texas, Texas lifted their mandate of wearing masks. So you could go to Texas. You could walk around in Texas without a mask. Fucked. And uh, I work for a Texas company. Right. Uh, my boss is Texan. Like everyone is Tex- Texan. So they're like super, you know, red. Republican. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's an issue, but I'm saying is he like he said, I hate wearing masks. I don't believe in masks. I don't want to fucking wear one. I'm like, um, I mean, it's, 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 why? <laughs> exactly. Why you got to like fuck shit up for other people? Like just. Know. I got a cool Same thing with when they recreationally legalize marijuana in some states, which hooray, Arizona finally got it done. This I know. Year. Is it recreational? It is recreational. Is it? You is it over there in, in Canada? Is it legal? Yeah, we've been. Yeah, two mm-hmm. years. We have weed shops on every corner. It's it's crazy. It's for crazy. recreational or medicinal? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's insane here. You and you can get weed anywhere. Yeah, yeah, just like San Diego. I I call my speedy weedy delivery. <laughs> speedy weedy. Speedy that's weedy. They, they deliver <laughs> deliver whenever I want. Speedy weedy. That's a funny name. Yeah. Honestly, if I could start like a business down here where I'm at, because I don't think there's anywhere like that yet for like delivery. There, I would uh, love there's to. There's super bad restrictions in Arizona. Yeah, I know. That's why. There's got to be some kind of loophole. And if you're a listener, don't you fucking take my idea, damn it. <laughs> I'll develop the app for you. We'll make it his whole thing. And then Ethan will do the jingle for our commercial. We'll make the weed down as hell. <laughs> so can you freestyle? I can. I I'm can. not I'm not asking you to freestyle because I don't have a beat that I could play you, but you could freestyle like I mean freestyling when I get some beats sometimes I just drive in my car and I freestyle. And I don't know if it's gonna be good, I don't know if it's gonna be bad. 
but you just got freestyle. It's different than writing. You know, it's like a talent that you got to keep doing. Yeah. It's like you do, you don't use it. You're going to lose it. And I believe in that, you know, I try to freestyle at least like once a day, just for like a few minutes, try to see what's going on. Just see what you're inspired by and just keep that. It's like, can you flow properly? Can you rhyme properly? And can you tell a story consistently? But my favorite type of freestyles to do are battles. Man, oh, I would like pre-COVID, I'd be like at parties, fucking just destroying this random kid who just said, hey, you like to rap, buddy? Oh, that used to, I remember like 2016, you know, one Halloween party, I just destroyed this kid. And it's so much fun, rap battling. When I rap out, it's like no fucking holds. And that's just, it's just so much fun to watch someone get hurt by what you're saying. It's so epic. It's like beer pub. I love me. breaking people's hearts, breaking people's egos, and just shattering their hopes and dreams. When you talk is way different than when you rap. I'm not gonna talk. I'm not gonna say this shit. But I'll. I don't give a fuck about you when I'm rapping. That's kind of my mindset. You ain't if, shit when I'm rapping. If you're in my path. You're, you better get out. Like, you know, it's shit's coming. That's awesome. That's awesome. I I can't freestyle. I I started rapping recently. And I oh, have, yeah. I'm working on music, but I cannot. He was supposed to, to record it today. I was going to be his yeah, producer. Uh, anyways, I, I'm, you know, I like to sit down and write, you know, yeah. listen to the music and just flow with it. But I cannot sit there and just off the top of my head. I'm not that smart. I'm not. That, my brain is not that fast. <laughs> so that's awesome. So that's pretty much all I have. Jake, do you have any other questions you want to ask? Do you have any special formulas for your writing method that you'd be willing to impart on others? You know, what works for you may not work for everyone else we know, but since we're picking your brain, what would you say? I love to rap. Like I love to write something down right after I watched a movie. Okay. That has worked for me. That's like, I do that. Whenever I watch a movie, I've been okay, like real quick backstory since even pre COVID like 2020, I was like, okay, new year's day. I'm just going to write down every movie, every new movie I watch and rate it. And so, you know, obviously when COVID came around, you can imagine what I did, watch like three movies a day. And I've just been, you know, I'm, I don't see myself ever not tracking what movie I'm watching. But like, depending on what movie you're watching, you know, you watch an action movie, you watch a horror movie, you watch a comedy, that's going to rub off on you. You know, the energy that they're giving off, you're going to feel that. And that is honestly one of my favorite times to write because you're just inspired by whatever you're writing. You're watching a fucking Marvel movie and then you go write, that shit's going to come out like you're a fucking superhero. So I would definitely suggest go watch a movie, any movie, and just write for a half hour when you're done. See what comes out. I love to do that. It's so much fun. And it really hits you. You know, it's That's really awesome. Sweet. Well, thanks, Ethan. I definitely appreciate you answering that question for me in particular. So now if you have anything you'd like our listeners to hear or, you know, some of yours that might be listening and tuning into our podcast, now's your time, my man. Go ahead. Yeah. So just keep on streaming 21 guys, you know, Apple Music, Spotify. I'm not going to tell you wherever you get your music from, you know, it's up there. Also, the YouTube video was out. I had a lot of fun with that music video, you know, real quarantine shoot in my house, me and my girlfriend, a couple of our friends. We just put together this fun video for you guys. And I promise, you know, I got a lot coming. Stay tuned with me, guys, up to date. You can catch me on Instagram at Ethan.Torrance. And that's where I'm just posting all my shit. You know, if there's a song coming out, you'll hear about it there. Just keep up with me, guys. I like to do fun things. I'm a fun guy, you know? <laughs> awesome, man. All right. Well, you know, we really appreciate you coming on the show. It was a lot of, a lot of fun. Great time with you guys. This is a great, great conversation. I'm excited for everyone to see this. You know, awesome. lots. That's great, dude. Thank you. Thank you again. Yep. Music junkies. So that was Ethan Torrance. He was a lot of fun. He's got a lot of a lot going for him. 250 potential songs about to be released in the future and or sold to people. Yeah, it was a, it was a great time. He's he's a great rapper. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, he f fits like a niche, you know, mm -hmm. like the old school vibes with the new school beats like he was saying i like i i like old school rap you know way more than new school as i've pretty made it like obviously clear on the show um but i think he's has a lot going for him i think he's a 
great rapper and i think he's gonna mm. do good fun guy too yeah really fun guy and more importantly dude dude's honest he's 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 obviously stayed true to himself in his entire music career and for an artist to do that i think that's good i'm sure they'll adapt and change over time because i mean there are certain trends that you must follow because shit goes a certain way yeah right? i mean well like you said he's doing the old school rap he's gonna stay true to the old school rap but with mm-hmm. the changing ever changing trends in the beats look at like let's say 2005 the beats weren't very electronic and then you know let's say 2010 everything got electronic like synthesizers and shit so you know you got to follow the trends always got to follow the trends like that r&b artist you know the weekend like he, he what was like 80s sounding fucking beats oh yeah the at the weekend i swear to i swear i think he has the most michael jackson voice he does and i love it i i love michael jackson music i i'm a michael jackson fan well well not just that but his entire discography on, the, on his music you know his albums and as an artist to put together something like that i think there's a lot more value in something that kind of has a story and its own like idea within the ideas itself yeah yeah it's fucking deep and profound well but anyway the, the, the one hold on the one that makes the deepest music and the deepest meanings and the deepest like stories mm. i think in my opinion is kid cuddy okay you need to listen to man on the moon all his albums like uh man on the moon 2 i think was the weirdest fucking album if you listen to that album you gotta listen to it high so you could understand it he wrote that shit high 100 percent of the fucking album so anyways kitty All righty. And as usual, don't forget to stop into our store online, get look at our merch and see if there's anything you might want to help us out with. So your support and you'll get a shout out on the next show. So again, much love for Mario and I, you guys stay easy. Music junkies. <laughs>